0: So, as you guys know, I was a good Catholic, as you saw in that picture. My mom was a teacher, so I was a bit rebellious. Um, But fun times, I just look at every one of those pictures has a story behind it. Um, You know, when you look through the photo albums, you see that. So, today we're going to talk about the story of of our lives, the story of my life. I love storytelling. If I have a story and you have ears, I'm going to tell it to you. And I'm probably going to tell it to you five, six, maybe ten times. I don't know. You know, I love hearing a good story, you know, I love acting out a good story, you read a good book, I'm a, I am love to read, I love to do all of this kind of stuff. I really love stories, because there's the power in the story. When you see some of those pictures, you're like, oh, I remember that, you know, like, oh, where did this come from? Um, and there's a story behind it. And when we understand the story of a person or group, you can for more fully relate to them. Um... I look at some of those pictures and I'm thinking, hmm, what people probably think of me. You know what I mean? Like some of you have probably never seen our wedding pictures or do you see me as a baby? That cute, like one that was like almost all in white. That was me, the adorable one. My cool headphones, that was also me as a toddler. I know I was already awesome. So, but there's that story behind that of, you know, you're like, oh, I remember when our kitchen looked like this and this happened in my life. And it helps you really understand um people's life when you're going through it when, when you know what they've been through you know having a deep relationship with God and a true friendship with him there's a song that I love that says "I am a friend of God, not just you know God is my master because i he's a friend of me and um when you have that friendship h- with him, it will lead you to share that kind of relationship with others I love some of you guys were in there, I didn't tell you, but I just picked some pictures off there and then um just kept going. And that's how it when we have that relationship with God, we start to know how to have that type of relationship with others. And so that was kind of my story. Pictures from my birth up till twenty fifteen. Layla in the cart was the most recent one. It's too cute. Um, it's my baby. But the Bible is God's story. So this is a really long, intense story that has like so much information in it, and God tells it in so many different ways um, so that we can understand His nature, His culture, and His love towards us. When I look at my story, I'm thinking, oh, you can see that I love my kids. You know? You can see that I love my husband. You can see that I love you guys. Um, and so that's the same way with God. When we read this, all the things that He puts in here, it shows who He is, tells about Him, His nature, and it's this culture of love that He's created. Because we all know in a story can make you laugh. Hopefully if I'm telling it to you, you will laugh. If you don't and it's supposed to be a funny story, just pretend. Make me feel good, okay? Ah, there you go. Good job, you guys. Good job. Good job. Good um, job can make you cry, you know, when you hear a sad story or even just a touching st- good face them. <laughs> um, You know, it can lead you to compassion. It can give you understanding. It can give you revelation and breakthrough. You know, it can begin to pull on your emotions. We always watch. Have you guys seen the ASDPA? I think that's the things for the animal. What is it? And you know what? When you're there, you're like, I want to give them a million dollars. They're like, this poor dog. And, and oh, you know, they show you these pictures and my kids are like, we need to adopt dogs. We need to give them money. You're like, they're just pulling on your compassion. You're hearing their story of how they were like left on the side of the road and they were rescued just in time and with the saddest face. And they play Sarah McLaughlin's, you know, anything she sings is like, oh, angel they're angels that came down to heaven you know and so this story about their life you're like it's an animal that probably has already had been adopted you know what i mean like if it's on there it's probably taken care of already you know and we're like i've got to save them. i'm gonna to drive to new york and get them because that story starts to sink into you and you begin to be like wow like i feel compassion towards these animals when people say, oh, why don't we give to there? I do. I have six animals. I give into, <laughs> you know, I take care of them. I feed them. Um, you know, because there's great value in a story. You know, we hear spectacular stories from God's people. When you start reading the Bible, you're like, there isn't any movie, there isn't any story out there that can beat some of these stories, you know you see people that are living crazy, sinful lives transformed. You see radical conversions. There's signs, there's miracles, there's wonders, you know, there's least to the great, you know, there's, you know, beat down to victory. All these things are in there. You know, Gideon, he was called the least to the mighty man. You know, and you have David, he was just a boy to a king. Noah if you guys don't know, he was a lush. <laughs> you know, and then you have Paul, he was a murderer. Um he was basically like ISIS for that time, you know, towards Christians. He sought them out, killed them, and then he became an ambassador for Christ. So you can't get much better than that. You know, we were all made unique and wonderful with potential to be one of God's best expressions of Himself on earth. We're God's expression here on earth at times. Our story can bring someone else to salvation, to Jesus. They can see the heart of God through the heart that we use. John 3.16. Everyone knows it. So I'm going to read 16 and 17. It says, For God loved the world so much that He gave His only Son, so that anyone who believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. That's His story. It's about His Son who can reconnect people back to humanity. You know the way God created humanity. He's like, "Hey, here's my story. It's going to have a lot of crazy things in it. You're going to see people doing the wrong thing, but guess what? There's still a savior. He's my son. This is my story. I want to connect people. I want to connect connect humanity back to me, the creator." He came Jesus came to tell the story of God's original plan. As we know, life is never what we plan. If you plan something, what happens? Exactly. You plan to go to the beach in the summer. And it rains. And it snows, did you say? In Michigan, maybe. You know, there's always these twists. Sometimes there's turns. Sometimes there's complications. Sometimes our choices get us on the wrong path. You know, it kind of makes the plot interesting and gives some substance and gives opportunities for people to see God in your life. If everything's perfect all the time, God doesn't have to really work, right? There's nothing, He doesn't have to show His mighty power that He has and His great love for us. Cause we're not robots. He's like, guess what? When you come in and you're messing everything up, that's when I can come in and I'm going to be there. I'm going to love you. I'm going to take care of you. And people are going to say, wow, how did you get through that? All of that stuff that was going on in your life. Like I probably would have just like curled up in a corner and died. Like, how did you make it through that? And you're like, Well, there's this guy, his name is Jesus, his dad's name is God, and I'll tell you what, he gave me love, you know, he gave me hope in this time. It's it's really this great amazing story. Romans eight, twenty eight and twenty nine says, and we know with the great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, I love that. He is deeply concerned about us. He thinks about the little things that we don't think that He cares about. Because all things work together as plans for the good of those who love God. To those who are called according to His plan and purpose for those whom He foreknew and loved and chose beforehand. So when you were crazy, He said He still loved you. When He knew you were going to make these really bad choices, He said, I still love you. Okay? When he knew you were gonna lie and cheat and steal, he said, it's okay, I have a plan and I love you. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of a son. He said, I already made a plan way before all the stuff you did, before you were even born, that there is a way to come into, to right relationship with me and that is through my son, Jesus Christ. Cause I knew that if I left it to you, I don't know what happened, you know? He said, so I made a plan. I had a plan that would bring you guys back in to good standing with me. And ultimately, we shared in His complete sanctification, Wow! we get that same, God sees us as He sees Jesus. Are we Jesus? No. But His blood covers us. So that He would be the firstborn, the most beloved in honor among many believers. So when you look at God's Word, it's really a love story. It has action in it. And drama. There's a lot of drama. Yeah, Mary and Martha fighting over who's gonna be in the kitchen barefoot cooking dinner. Yeah, you know. There's drama. There's comedy. You know, all mixed in. And we're part of this redemptive plan. Our testimony, God said, you know, He gave us our story. We get to be part of that. It's not just, you know what? You're born. You get saved. Oh, you're saved. Get on on to heaven. You know. Everyone would be waiting until they're like ninety, right? <laughs> you know, it's not like that he's saying, No, you get to be part of this plan. So our testimony, God says that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. So Jesus saves, and then who does he use to go in and bring hope and restoration to other people? He uses us, our story. You know, there's no power from God that is separate from His love towards us. His power never comes down like a hammer and angry. And you know what? I didn't like what you did, so I'm taking away my son from you and you can't get to heaven. No, everything has a plan and a purpose to lead us back because He loves us. If we want to have influence... How many of you guys like to have influence? You know, I do. I love to have influence because I want it to go my way. (laughs) There, you guys are really good. Thank you. You guys are good laughing at me. But you know, we like to have influence. We like someone to hear us, to listen to us, to communicate with us. We like to have influence. And if you want to have influence, you have to join yourself to His nature and His story. The only influence I have in people's life is because I know that God has influenced my life. I know His story. You know, I do this thing in the preschool where I take any song or any story. And so, like, we've been doing that. Have you ever heard that song, Once Upon a Time in Nursery Rhyme, There Were Three Bears? Well, I like to take the kids' names and then I put them in instead of Mama, Papa, Baby Bear. It's just their names. Or when I'm reading a story, I'll take, you know, the names out and put the kids in. And they love that because it makes them feel important and valuable and that they have influence like oh she's talking about me right now everybody look you know when you're reading a story and i usually have to do the same story like five times to make sure i get everybody's name in there <laughs> but um it's it makes you feel important and valuable your story reflects your nature and you can't show people value just by your words or even human compassion you watch that that animal thing and you're like oh i should do that and then the next commercial comes on, and it's Lay's potato chips, and you're like, "I really want potato chips." <laughs> you know, compassion alone doesn't move us. If it did, we would have no poverty, we would have no sickness in the world. If compassion alone could move us, you know, it's through our character that God is building, building in us the emotion that He brings about with the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God that brings change and influence to your life. Your story has influence because maybe it did bring out, you know, that emotion in them and that compassion, but then they're like, you're on the other side of what I'm still ready to cross and you made it and it gives them hope because the Spirit of God comes in and breathes life on their situation too. You know, every story in our life can reflect how God worked. Like I can tell you anything and I'll be like, see, God's in there because He is in everything. You know, And that doesn't mean just because we're believers. It's not like, oh, you're a believer, God is there. Guess what? He's in the people's lives that don't even know He is. I don't believe in God. He's like, that's okay. I don't need you to believe in me for me to believe in you. He can speak to them whether they know His Son or not. He can use them whether they even understand who Jesus is. He can give them a story even when they don't understand the influence that story is going to have. Every story can reflect what he has done in our lives. That he was there working in the midst of any season we are going through. And I look at the birth of my girls, God was there. My own birth, God was there. Numerous of stories about how he's protected me throughout the years, I can say God was there. There was no other way I could come out of this, but God's hand was there. You know, when I, when I began to grow, God was there. When he birthed new friendships, God was there. He was always moving and working and creating in my life. you know because when you share your story, it produces hope, like you think, "Oh, I don't know how I'm ever going to get through this." Then someone tells you, "Oh yeah, I went through that, and you know this happened, and this happened, and, and God totally gave me peace in this situation. you're like, "Oh, I can do that." Hope gives way to influence in your life. We have influence to the level we stir up hope in people. If I'm come up to you and say, hey, you know what, you're, you're really struggling financially. Let me tell you what to do. And you don't got a dime to your name. That is not going to stir up hope in people, right? They're going to be like, I don't want to be where you are. I want to be over there where I can pay my bills, right? That's exactly, you know, or if someone's like, let me tell you how to raise your kids and they don't have children, you're going to say, okay, mm-hmm. I'll talk to you in five years when you have a little kid throwing a tantrum and smearing poop on the wall. Then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. Okay. You know, because hope can only influence to a level that you can stir up hope in people. But if you're struggling with your kid and I say, oh my gosh, you know what? I went through that. And you know what? I looked in God's word and I began to raise my children in a godly way and look at my children. They're amazing. People are like, what did you do? How do you do that? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you. Let me share with you what God did because you're going to get through this. You know what? You have amazing kids that will stir up hope in them. Like her kids are amazing. Look at her. She's crazy. Like <laughs> that has to be God, right? You know So if you want influence, begin to take the stories that God has given you, that testimony. You have different stories than me. Because you're gonna influence a different area or a different person or at a different time. Life stories can connect us to hope in a hopeless situation. Sometimes I just like to read books because I'm like Every time I read and I hear someone doing that like telling their story or moving in a new way of God that like they haven't moved before, I'm like, I'm going to go out and do that today. Like I'm just going to create that. Like they can do that, I can too. You know? That happened yesterday at the salon. It's like, "Okay, God, just keep going." It was awesome. It was a great time. You know? Um, just someone saying, "You know what? I can talk about God here in the salon. So can I." You know what? They can do it, so can I, and I'm going to stir up hope. In a hopeless situation, you know, we can shine light on the dark and desperate places and remind us if God did it for them, He can do it for me. So if God did something for somebody else, He can do it for you too. If God took someone out of the depths of darkness and brought them into light, He can do that for you. You know? We've been through most things. I've been, we've been in poverty and we've been in abundance. You know, we've been in sickness, we've been in health. I feel like I'm staying my marriage vows right now. But you know, but then there's stories and when people, you know, about having kids and I say, oh, it's awesome and it's okay. And people are like, oh, but I'm scared and, you know, he said, if he did it for me, He will do it for you. He's not like, I like Sarah the best. I do think he does like me the best. (laughs) But you should feel that he likes you the best. That you're his number one. I'm like, God, you love me so... When I do things wrong, like I stub my toe and I... Well, I did more than stub my toe yesterday. i got to tell you the story. Let me tell you the story of my life. Okay? So yesterday, it's all quiet. The kids decide to sleep in the living room, okay? And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to get over here. I'm going to read on my tablet here a little bit you know, everyone's sleeping, I'm not going to get up and turn the lights on. So I'm reading and then I'm like, oh, I need to use the bathroom. So I get up and Lana's on the floor and as I'm walking to go to the bathroom, she stretches her legs out. Well, I fall face first and I think, okay, at least I'll catch my knees. But then I realize, oh no, Bella's laying next to her and I crush the dog like have you ever seen like in the cartoons where their arms all go like this and their bellies on the floor that's what happened to my dog and I'm like on my dog but then I hit my hand you can see that it's cut and they're like down the heater and then and then I hurt my toe so bad I thought I broke it and I'm like saying some very choice words at that moment and I'm like, what are you doing with your legs out? And she's not even awake. Argh! The dog is so scared at this moment. It just goes and into her kennel. Will not come out because she's like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, Matt, get out!" He's like, you need to get me out of this room because my mouth is out of control. And I'm in pain. Like, you need to help me. I'm like, and he jumps up. What's going on? He's like, are you okay? I'm not okay. Can you see I'm not okay? And I go in and lay on the bathroom floor. But I look at that moment. And, you know, I said, you know, I got myself in control and I just said, you know, what? I believe healing over my foot. And the swelling went down and my I don't have any pain in that. And it, there was actually no blood. It just cut my hand. I don't know. It was really different. But I look at that and when he um, said he did it for you, it doesn't matter where we are. In that moment, I was very, un, I was not acting very godly. I was not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Um But God still loved me. Even in that moment, I knew that I could say, God, I need this from you. Was I acting according, was I acting perfect? Was I doing everything right? No, I did everything exactly opposite what I tell everybody else to do when something happens to them. But the difference is, is I know that God says, you know what? I did that for them. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to bring healing to your body, even though you didn't handle the first part very well. But that's that story. God was saying, yeah, just like Peter, three times you're going to deny me, but I'm going to build my, you know, church on you. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. You know, because God says, I'm going to take a hopeless situation. I'm going to bring hope. You know, we need our own story. That was my story. Hopefully you guys, you know, don't try to take that and pass it off as your story. You got to know the, story behind each picture so we each need our own story and we need to share it much and often it could be an open door to hope for somebody i love stories i actually did professional storytelling for a little bit it's good money but you know it's fun but because i love telling stories children's stories i tell the kids stories about elves um, and my husband being santa claus Um, things like that. You gotta share your stories much and often because it can be an open door for somebody. It's gonna bring hope. You know, you could, that story could bring in something someone has been searching, desperately searching for. It could be that encouragement that finally breaks down that wall. A lot of pain happens and people have really, really high walls. Your story could, you know, break down that wall. It could be the connection they've been searching for. They need someone that's like, I know that I'm way messed up and I need someone to love me. And you're like, I will because I know how it be, I know how it is to be there, you know? So, What I'm encouraging you, and I even use that song for Emily and Mercy because they love that. They love One Direction. So I picked that specifically for you guys because that is, that's part of my story is I want to love people like God says His story is a love story. I want my story to be a love story. So like, how do I love people around me? Little things like that. So what I'm asking you guys this week is think about what's your story and what does God want you to share? Every day there's something that you can share a piece of your story that will begin to bring hope um, for somebody else. So let's just pray and then you guys can eat cookies.